Greetings and welcome as the Go Radio Network presents The Comedy Shack. I am your host, Joey Harris. I'd like to apologize up top. I had a real quick bit of uh, technical difficulties coming on, but we are uh, up and going right now. Thank you all for joining me. Those of you joining me live each and every Saturday night at 7 o'clock Eastern Time, I'd like to thank you for just clicking on and sitting back and listening as we go through the ins and outs of everyday life of comedy and everything else. For those of you who download and listen later, welcome and thank you whenever you listen to this and those of you out and about hooking us up via the web and Bluetooth, enjoy yourselves sit back, and let's go through the next hour together. As always, you can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com is the site. I am at the Joy Harris, and you can email me, joyharriscomedy at gmail.com. Uh, I'd like to thank again, once, once again, everybody for joining me. Uh, the numbers continue to just be outstanding all over the Go Radio Network. They're doing huge things all all across the uh, network. And this this past week has just been outstanding. Everybody uh, contacting me, new followers on Twitter, and as well as those who have uh, reached out to me via the entire Go Radio Network. Um, so continue to contact me uh, via Twitter, again at the Joey Harris, and email joeyharriscomedy at gmail.com. Tell a friend about the show. Let's continue to grow this show uh, to make it the best show that we can, number one show on the Go Radio Network. Things are going great here, but let's make them even better. To start off, as we did last week, we want to continue this week. I think it's a, a good way to um, to have a uh, – excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, just the technical difficulty uh, being dropped off at the beginning and just knocked me off my game. So quick reset. All right, that's good. Time for happy trails. Um, we've got three happy trails this week. Uh, we lost three huge um, members of the world, especially with uh, pop culture. Uh, political giant Margaret Thatcher passed away this week, former prime minister of Great Britain, uh, one of the major, you know, defender or detractor. You have to admit she was one of the major players of the decade of the 80s, um, along with Pope John Paul II, uh, President Ronald Reagan. Um, everything that went on during that decade, she was definitely a player. And lover or hater, she shaped uh, modern politics, especially the relationship between the United States and uh, the UK. The second Happy trail that I have here is uh, former teen heartthrob 
uh, Premier Beast uh, movies as well as uh, one of the Mouseketeers, probably one of the best known Mouseketeers, Metsu Michella passed away this week. And this was someone you would have to think, at least in my opinion, if you're talking big, outstanding superstars. You know, people know people like uh, Lisa Lovejoy, who played Blair on The Facts of Life, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Justin Timberlake. All these names, these people were Mouseketeers. Neptune Cello paved the way for them. And in her day, she was as big as Beyonce, Britney, Christina, all rolled up into one. This woman was popular and had her fans as a member of the uh, Mickey Mouse Club and then later on with Frankie Avalon doing those movies. <clears throat> I remember an episode that she was on uh, Full House. Uh, for those of you who are Full House fans, and um, Michelle calls her Annette Angela. So that's just a, a small little piece of uh, more recent business that she ran. She was uh, in failing health for many years with NS. Uh, uh, happy Trails to Annette from Jello. And then the third and final one, as you probably know, you heard yesterday, uh, many would say, and I'd probably agree with King of Improv, Jonathan Winters passed away. This man, if you're talking about giants in the industry of comedy, you have to include his name. His influential characters, his manner, the way that he approached things with all of his different characters and always the input that he had and his improvisation skills were second to none. Influence, uh, of course, Robin Wheat, uh, many others. I've just seen tons of Twitter shout-outs and remembrances and uh, people paying their respects, as they should, to Jonathan Winters. Definitely helped shape the modern comedy movement. And my sister and I were talking about this yesterday. Um, for people of a certain age, he will be known uh, as Mork and Mindy's son that Mork gave birth to from that giant egg. He played his son, Murray. That's because of the huge amount of respect and reverence that Robin Williams had for Jonathan Winters. And uh, for all of us in the comedy community, I count myself as a very small part of that comedy community. We owe a debt of gratitude and a hearty um, thanks and so on and had the trails to Jonathan Winters. One of the people who paved the way for modern comedians. Did you have a good week? Did you get everything that you needed done? Was it a crazy week with the change in the weather and all got warmer? And then with that, at least here in North Carolina, 
the pollen comes out that just deals with all of the people's allergies and stuff. I think that's what uh, gave me my downturn last week. But thankfully, I'm back up to about uh, 95%. I still have a little bit of something that I just can't quite shake, but I think it's on its way out. Hope way out. And then yesterday we had a very much needed rain that helped to get rid of a lot of the pollen. But I went out today and it was on its way back. So that's going to be something we're going to have to deal with for about another month, three weeks or so. Um, with that, the uh, my week was uh, up and down. You you take the good with the bad. Yeah, I got some some news I was not expecting this week. I wanted some better news, but you, know, you take what news you're given in the comedy world or just in life in general. You take it, you absorb it process it, and then you move on. It's the only way that you can be. So I stopped, processed it, and now I am moving on, onward and upward. We're going to grow this show and get everything in my life back together, and then each and every week I'll share it here with you all. Uh, we come now to the time where I share a joke with you, and this is one of my favorites. Uh, takes place at a bank, and there was a bank teller, a loan teller, woman who approves loans at a bank, and one day this frog comes up and sits down across from her. And the woman's just incredulous. And he says, she says, hello. And he says, hello. Um, my name is Kermit Jagger. And she says, well, my name is uh, Patricia Wack. How can I help you? And he said, I would like a loan. I want uh, a loan. I want to buy a house. On a home loan, found the house. I know how much it costs, and I, I like a home loan. And he hands her his figures, and she looks over that. And she goes, "Well, I'm gonna be quite honest with you. This is a little strange here. Um, I've never done business with a frog before, and I don't quite know where to go from here." And he says, "I understand that." Uh, but let me assure you, my name is Kermit Jagger. My father is Mick Jagger. Uh, so you know I've got plenty of money. He has plenty of money. You know, I've I've got his money. And I would really like the lunch. So I understand that. But um, do you have any collateral? Oh, well, of course. My father gives me little things all the time. And I'd like to put this little white elephant up for as collateral. She's like, what? This is just insane. So she calls the bank manager over 
and explains the situation to him, and the bank manager says, well, what does he want to put up for his collateral? And so she shows him the little ceramic elephant, and the bank manager says, it's a knick-knack, Paddywhack. Give the frog alone. His old man's are rolling stone. So I thought that was a pretty good joke. Um, I love stories like that. The setup with the frog coming in and Hermit Jagger. It's just really, really good. Um, and we come to this week's recommendation. The recommendation um, is a movie that just released this week. I've not seen it yet. I'll probably go probably tomorrow and we'll see the uh, this movie is 42. Movies come out with uh, the story of Jackie Robinson, of course, broke the color barrier in Major League Baseball. Movie uh, stars uh, Harrison Ford in a typical role as Branch Ricky, the manager of the then Brooklyn Dodgers, who signs Jackie Robinson to a major league contract. And um, Jackie Pate breaks the color barrier. This is an extremely, extremely important movie. It's an important story that I'm glad is being told here in this medium. Everyone needs to go out. Even though that you will not face all things, you need to go out and see this movie. You need to take your kid. Because of Jackie Robinson, my, um, it's the reason that we have modern sports the way that we live in the world today, really. And because of people like Jackie Robinson and Frank Tricky. And it's important, I believe, for all of us to acknowledge that and acknowledge our heritage. Those of you on the Go Radio Network who follow the Go Radio Network know that there's a lot of sports shows on this network, a lot of important sports shows, a lot of big good sports shows. Modern sports is the way that it is today because of Jackie Robinson. You owe it to yourself to go out and look up this movie Go see it. And then after you see it, um, hit me up on email or on Twitter and let me know what you think of it. I'll be interested in knowing. Uh, maybe I'll read some of those next week, some of those reviews. <clears throat> Gearing back towards the comedy aspect of the show, my show of the week is a show as both an old show and a new show and that's Arrested Development. Originally shown on the Fox Network from 2003 to 2006, the show ran for 52 episodes over three seasons, a full first season of 22 episodes, a second season of 18 episodes, and a third season of 13 episodes. The show was a huge critical success its first time around, but due to different mitigating factors, never could find an audience. It was canceled after the third 
season. Uh, there was some talk of a network like Showtime picking up the show, but different reasons uh, account for this. That did not come to fruition. And then for years, fans of the show were clamoring that a movie was going to be made that everyone uh, of the principal cast members were going to sign on and make. This finally culminated in 2011 with a announcement by the Netflix company, the movie and television streaming service, that they had picked up uh, Arrested Development for a 14-episode fourth season that would be released all at once this coming May, May of 2013, leading to the the fourth season would lead to a major motion picture that I read yesterday is currently in development. I think a script is being written. This is huge. We talked about this a few weeks ago about how things are changing in the entertainment world. The broadcast mediums are different now. And to get your content out there, you don't necessarily need uh, the things or go through the different ways that you used to have to go through to get your stuff out there. There are plenty of other avenues of getting your brand out there in arrested development is one of those things that went from a traditional medium being shown on the Fox Network to now being um, having a whole season being streamed from a uh, television internet streaming company the uh, Netflix and so this is going to be the hugest help comedians and people get their things out in the future with things such as Netflix, Hulu, Crackle, YouTube. There's just tons of ways to get things out there. But getting back to the rest of the development, oh, I'm going to forget somebody, but I'm going to go through a lot of the big uh, key players. Of course, Jason Bateson, Will Arnett. David Cross, Tony Hale, uh, Jeffrey Tambor, uh, Portia de Rossi, the list goes on and on, and, and I'm going to forget uh, just huge actors that have gone through there. And during the run on Fox, the list of guest stars that they were able to get, James Lipton, Henry Wink, Scott Bayo. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. The the list goes on and on and on. Uh, Jane Lynch, Chad Reinhold. It's streaming now, both on Hulu Plus as well as Netflix. You can get it. The DVDs are out there. Take take some time to get to know this show. And uh, if you're like me, you're going to barrel through it and it'll take you a, a long weekend if you can contribute that much time and effort to it. I can't just watch one episode. I watched two three. 
excuse me, every night I, I can barrel through two or three episodes at once. So it's a, it's a great show. Please check that out. I recommend it highly. Arrested Development, get ready for the fourth season, debuting May of 2013 on Netflix, leading to a huge uh, major motion picture. So that is our show of the week. Now, there's something I have been hinting at for two weeks, and before I get into the main story of this week, that's right, I've got stories this week. Uh, I do have to tell the saga of 37 is what I call it. Um, At the end of every show, I add my Facebook profile to follow me on on Facebook. And one thing that is on is um, my first name or my first nickname that I go to, Joey H for Harris, and then 37. And I've been asked why is that on there. In fact, there's another email that I use um, for different business purposes that has Joseph Harris, 37, on it. And it's something that started almost 20 years ago. In 1994, Kevin Smith released his first movie, which is Close. And I did not see it when it came to theaters. I didn't see it until it was released on video. And if you've not seen it, I can't recommend it highly enough. It's a great movie. It's very funny. And to me, it just encapsules that moment in time perfectly. If you want to see what the early to mid-90s was, Rent Clerks, they've got the tone just pitch perfect to me. There's one thing uh, between the character of Dante and his girlfriend where they're discussing after it, it takes place in a convenience store um, and they're discussing how his girlfriend knows a one of the customers who's this weird guy and she gets into that she knows it and leads to her former sexual escapades with um 36 guys, but including Dante, it's 37 guys. And I'm not going to waste or destroy the joke here. Uh, So I'll let you listen at the 37 becomes a um, uh, kind of a running gag throughout uh, a little bit later in the film. I just thought that was, you know, kind of funny. And then when I went off to college, and these are the early days of the widespread internet. We got it at my college, my sophomore year. They had really, you know, freshman year, we had a computer lab, but it was mainly for word processing. And if you want to use the internet on campus, you could use it for 20 minutes at a time, excuse me, in the library. And this is the, these are the days that uh, before 
everything in the world worldwide. Um, they, they would give you options of several different search engines. And one I always used was a web crawler. I just thought that was just so neat. All of that. Come back sophomore year, they campus has gotten a major upgrade for internet and also in our computer labs, all internet capable. And so me and my friends were all signed up and the main search engine and the welcome screen was Yahoo. So we all signed up for Yahoo mail and usernames and so I just picked Joey H and then threw on thirty seven on this. And so I did that, just thought it was funny. Logged off. But from that day to this day, I noticed a funny thing happening. Every day in my life, one way or another, number 37 pops up. It can be something that I see, something that I read, something that pops up on the television or Internet, but it's always there, always constant. And every every time that I see it, like a little bell or chime goes off in my head. And that's just, you know, a little, just a little funny coincidence. I look at it as it's just a little thing. Oh, yeah, that is very seven, you know. It just, it keeps me grounded to the world to know that all these things, different things in our life are connected. So that's the story of 37 and how it kind of puts itself out there into my life. For those of you who listen to this show, long-time listeners know that hardly a week goes by where I don't mention probably one of my favorite television shows, and that's Seinfeld. And I think it's because that show is such a hallmark of my time that I was growing up, uh, I remember not the pilot episode that they ran as a special in 1989, but I definitely remember the first shortened first season of only four episodes airing in uh, 1990, going into their second season that was a shortened season in 1991. But that second season, it started to pick up steam, and then the third season, and so on and so forth. It just became such a part of my life uh, through my middle school, high school, and college years. It went off the air in May of 1990. At the end of my sophomore year in college, and I talked before about all the money that Jerry Seinfeld has made from that show, even since it's been off there, been off the air almost uh, 15 years, and has generated six billion in uh, sales and marketing and money since that time. Also, though, 
the uh, Jerry Seinfeld held the record for most money turned down for not making a tenth season of Seinfeld. And the show has just many cultural things that it has put into the uh, the vernacular of our time, such as yada, 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 double dip, uh, festivus, look goes on and on. And maybe uh, one week, that'll be our show of the week. But like I said, I, I've covered it many, many times. <laughs> but ironically, ending a sign failed leads us to the beginning of this week's first story. I mentioned before that the final episode of Seinfeld aired in May of 1998. I was ending my sophomore year of college and was coming home to look for a summer job. I ended up getting a summer job at a um, uh, computer warehouse distribution plant for multimedia objects and flyers. Uh, these are places that would put together like computer CD-ROM packages and ship them out or flyers for companies and different things. It was a computer printing shipping place. But I hadn't started that job yet and the Finale of Seinfeld was big and it was, you know, loony. And so I decided to throw a party for the finale of Seinfeld. And I was the only one of my friends who liked the show, but everybody likes the party, or so I thought. Turns out everybody does <laughs> always like the party. I spent the last of my money on chips, pizza, and soda ice for everyone who I invited to show up, and it turns out (laughs) no one showed up. That's right, a tour party that no one attended. Later on, my friends told me that they did that to spare my feelings, that they didn't care for the show, so... They thought they wouldn't ruin it for me by showing up to the party that I invited them to. It's kind of backwards thinking to me. I felt like you could show up, eat some food, say hello, stay around for a few minutes, then you can leave. Or at least tell me that you're not coming. My friends thought of it differently, though. So I ended up watching the finale alone, eating chips and pizza, and drinking soda by myself. That will wear on me. But parties have never been the greatest thing for me. About a year or so later, after my junior year of college, I stayed that summer in Fayetteville. 
at college uh, to try to get an internship out of the way and to get some perspective. I just ended a relationship with the young lady, and I didn't want to come back to the old stomping grounds, as it were, where I'd have other heartbreaks and see people happy. I want to separate myself from all that. So I stayed in Fayetteville, uh, moved into a new building, had a wonderful suite mate, and this guy named Rodney. Rodney and I did a lot of different things together. Sometimes got on each other's nerves, as people will. But all in all, we were really good friends. And, and he did a lot of crazy things that summer. During the summer, I met a young lady and happened to strike up a conversation with her. And one time, uh, things were going so well, she invited me over to her, her home. That's all I went. It was late in the afternoon, and we sat drinking Pepsi that she had poured into glasses with ice, and just having really, really good time. And nothing untoward happened. And we were talking about TV shows, and books, movies, and all of that, and having a great time. Every once in a while, though, she had her house phone in her hand. It would ring uh, probably once every five to ten minutes. And she would look down and exhale, help not answer the phone. Another five to ten minutes would pass. We'd talk about each other's family, likes, and dislikes. Phone would ring again. She looked down. Exhale. Finally, after doing this, I believe three times, I said, um, if you need to get that, just go ahead. And she said, no, it's okay. It's just my ex-boyfriend. I, I said, is everything okay? She goes, yeah, he's just annoying. And I told him it was over. And he just wouldn't accept that. I said, well, yeah. I said, well, I've been in the ex-boyfriend camp myself, and I won't say that I've never done stupid things, but give it, give him time, he'll he'll come to, he'll come to a senses. We continue to talk and laugh and tell stories about each other's lives, and sure enough, about every five to ten minutes, the phone would ring. And finally, after oh, probably the fifth or sixth time, I said, well, you know, the next time it rings, don't you just answer it. Just tell it, say, hey, you know, I don't want to hurt you, but this is one of course. Just please don't call here again. I said, maybe that'll help. An answer may be better than no answer. She said, "Um, you know what? You're probably right. And I said, yeah. And so we're sitting there drinking and uh, drinking Coke, I mean Pepsi, and having a good time talking. Sure enough, phone rings again. 
And she gets up and steps away and says, hello, very tersely. You know, like someone knows when they're angry. And then she says, what? And then her tone changes. And she says, what? What do you mean? And then she goes, right now? With kind of a a tone of, I can't believe right now that this has happened. And then she says, okay, 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 bye. Three okays and a bye. And then she says, she turns to me and says, I'm sorry, but you've got to go. I'm like, well, do what? She said, you've got to go. So why? Is everything okay? Is something wrong? She goes, my boyfriend's on his way over. Now, you notice at this point that it went from ex-boyfriend to get on my nerves won't take a hint that it's over to my boyfriend's on his way over. She very conveniently that time forgot the ex part. That's a very important part that you should not forget. But for my part, I will say that it um, that I recovered very quickly from this. And she got my boyfriend is coming over. By the time she got from boyfriend to over, I had gotten up from my seat, poured out the rest of my Pepsi, drained the glass, and thing, and my coat on was leaving. And I said, um, I don't know what happened here. And she goes, I'll call you later. I go, um, you live at the end of the long road. You live at the end of the road. You're the last house. What if I run into him? She goes, don't worry about it. People come this way all the time. I'll just tell them that you were just turning around. Good enough for me. So I got into my truck, cranked it up, and sure enough, her driveway was a circular driveway. You drive along this road, you get to the end, her house was on the left. You had to turn into uh, the circle in order to leave. So I was at the start of the circle where I parked. So I turned it up. And as I'm leaving, I pass two cars. They're coming in as I'm coming out. And there's a long road that goes there, and I see two cars, as I said before, pull up, get out, shut the door, and I see five people, two older couples, all looking very happy, and a young man around my age who was dressed in a blazer, shirt and tie, and a pair of nice khaki pants. He had a some flowers and some balloons. And the couples looked really happy to see each other and there were a lot of hugs and handshakes and it just looked very strange to me that I was getting in getting good. So I drive back to campus, takes about twenty minutes. I get back and Rodney just happened to be there and so he asked me how things are going. And I said, man, I just had the strangest afternoon I think I've ever had. And repeated to him the story 
I just told you. He goes, yeah, that was weird. And so I'll be honest with you. I was prepared to write this off. I didn't think I'd ever hear from that girl again. But about an hour later, I didn't hear from her. She called me. And this is what she told me. Add that to what I'm seeing, and I tend to believe her. As crazy as it sounds, I do tend to believe She said that the two couples were her parents and her boyfriend's parents. And the young man in the blazer with a shirt and tie and khaki was the boyfriend. The flowers and the balloons were there because right after I left, he and the family came in and he proceeded to propose marriage to her. And I don't know why, but she says that she accepts. Now, I don't know what happened to her after that because I want you to know I've not spoken to her since that day. And that's been 14 years. But there are some things that I take away from that day. Either she was lying to me when she was telling me about the export brand who wouldn't take a hint, or she lied to herself and didn't know what she wanted. Maybe it worked out for them. Maybe it didn't. But that's her problem and not mine. Two more things I take away from that. Number one, I imagine what things would have been like if she hadn't answered the phone when she did. That whole meeting of the two families and the young man with the blazer, shirt and tie, and khaki with the balloons and the flowers would have ended a whole lot differently. And I think I would have gotten the probably the worst of it. And number two, wow, what some people will do to get out of a second date with me. That's what I take away from that. My final story, I call an interlude. An interlude from the past. Four weeks ago, I began what was a three-part call, three-part series about my life over the past year and a half to two years. And this story takes place right in the middle of that. I've mentioned before that my birthday is in January. Well, last year, January of 2012, things were not going that great. I'd been separated from my wife for about two months. Things were shaky at work, and I didn't know what the future held. And my birthday was on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, the day that we um, celebrate Dr. King's birthday. This happened to coincide with my birthday. And 
I'm trying to keep things as low-key as possible for myself. But I was feeling down. I wasn't going to put it on uh, one of the classic birthdays of my life. The night before, on the 15th, I was at one of my coworkers' apartments, and we were watching television or movies or something, and it was getting on late. We had finished watching a movie, and I was getting ready to leave, and she was on duty, and she got a call over her um, radio that they thought that they had that shots had been fired in the vicinity, and so we were on lockdown until they could be investigated. They didn't know it was shots, if it was firecrackers, if it was just kids hearing things that was in the next neighborhood. Um, They didn't know. So, but we were under lockdown for about 30 minutes. Not a good time. So, this is just great. Something's going to break down. I'm going to get shot on my birthday. But they called the all clear, and so I went home. Dragged myself to bed. I don't even think I put on pajamas that night. Dragged myself to bed and pulled the covers up and wanted to just not face the world on my birthday. I slept in the next morning. And then went for a uh, quick walk around campus. And also uh, wrote an email to a friend about how hopefully that the year would be better. It ended up not going so great, but you know that story if you listened in. But I hoped it, it would be better. And then I went to brunch. Being the holiday, they didn't have a um, typical meal schedule going, but they they turned uh, um, the university always did an excellent brunch on the weekend, but they just extended it another day. And so I went to brunch by myself and had my music going there. I just enjoyed some time alone. Oh, you know, with my thoughts, focusing on being another year older and hopefully another year wiser. After that, I went to for another walk. And uh, my coworker sent me a text while I was walking asking if I wanted to come down um, and see a movie. And uh, she was doing some things and had to go off campus. But when she came back campus, she was going to give me, send me another text. And I come down, we could watch a movie. I said, that's fine. And so I watched some TV, looked some stuff up on the Internet, and then got the text and went down. And she had gotten a whole bunch of movies for Christmas, but hadn't watched any of them. And one of them was The Hangover, and she hadn't seen that. So, we were watching 
the hangover, almost finished with it, and then uh, I got a call on my cell phone from one of my RAs. And he said, something has happened up here. Need you here right away. My mind flies back to the night before. And I'm like, oh, man, not again on my birthday. What is the, what are the odds? And so I said, okay, I'm I'm down the hill watching the movie. Give me three minutes. I'll be right there. And he said, okay. And so I, you know, got up, told my friend what was happening. She said, do you need some help? And I said, no, I think I got it. Hopefully I'll be right back. And so I go out to my car, jump in, and head on up and, and park. And I get out of my car. And I walked to the building and opened up the door. And the lobby had been redecorated. There were balloons and streamers everywhere and a banner that had the birthday jelly. And so many of the RAs from not only my building, but other buildings as well as other coordinators. My friend Nan, who was the coordinator and had brought her two kids, they all said happy birthday. And one of my RAs had known what troubles I had been going through, that he needed, you know, I needed something in my life to cheer me up. And he put it together with the people in the cafeteria who had provided pizzas. My friend who I've been watching movies with was on it and it and she was actually supposed to drive me up there but I kind of messed that up and uh, she had to come rushing along. He had also made me a cake. And I was just so overwhelmed. You know in the midst of, at that time, it was a very hard time that was going to get harder. It was just been a good interlude. And I was so touched by the people in my life who thought enough of me to say, hey, we believe in you. We're proud of you. Happy birthday. And that was touching. You've got those people in your life. You've really got it all. And that night, it wasn't a lot, but to have just that camaraderie and the people that showed at least for a few minutes that, you know, for a little while that we care about you and we appreciate you. It really means the world. You have those people in your life. Tell them that you appreciate them. 
and that you thank them for their care. Because in the end, that's all we're going to have is each other. Thank you all so much our last few minutes here. I'd like to thank you again each and every Saturday night for joining me, those of you who joined me live, who put me on the Bluetooth. And I've heard from you, you do, you go out riding or go to dinner with men to me, tell stories, talk about comedy, and it means so much. And again, Big TJ, great friend, uh, and a great boss, the big boss, the big man. Uh, the Go Radio Network is really doing great things. We need to listen to all of the shows, the 10 p.m. shows, the Blow the Whistle, the East versus West sports show, and go to the Twitter and, and the website. I'm, I'm going to miss something, but I know no, that he's a, incredibly appreciative as well as I am everyone as far as the Go Radio Network is concerned is just very appreciative of all of the great things that are happening and continue to happen for this network. We're we're growing it. We're going to be bigger and better than ever. Every single week, more and more people are catching on and listening and the network growing. And you and I continue every single week. We are going to grow this show. So, again, send me your um, feedback about things I'm doing well, things you, you know, if I'm not doing well. Let me know that, too. I want to make this the best show possible. I'm lining up some pretty good guests uh, to talk to. And we'll be doing that each and every week. Like I said, maybe you joining me live Saturday night. This is the place to be. Those of you who listen uh, to the episodes on demand, thank you for taking time out of your life. You can't listen live to come back in and to download the episodes and to listen to them later. It means so much to me. This is the highlight of my week. You know, when things aren't going great, I work on the stuff that I'm talking about. I think about the topics I want to discuss. I think about the stories that I want to tell from my life and and really how I'm going to grow the show because I've got the best audience in the world. You all are just outstanding. Just the greatest audience ever. So to wrap up, let's go down all the ways that you can contact me. First of all, thank you to the Twitter followers. We are on Twitter. I'm at Harris on Twitter. I want to grow my followers. I want to interact with you all. So follow me, drop me a line, drop me a direct message to say, hey, I listen and I enjoy the comedy chat each and every week. And that's at Z T H E Joey J L U I Harris H A R R I S. Be Joey Harris on Twitter. Follow me on there. Facebook.com slash Joey H 37, and I talked about how I got the 37 
in my life earlier. Follow me, friend me on there. My page is wide open. Uh, if you want to send me a friend, friend request, I'll be happy to accept. Just put on there. I listen to you on the comedy chat and want to be uh, your friend, and I'll be sure to accept your friend request. Again, that's facebook.com slash joeyh37. And also, finally, email. You can email me. Joey Harris Comedy at gmail dot com and put on the um, subject line Comedy Shack or you know greetings or hello or funny movie or funny TV show something so that I don't overlook your email uh, if it gets into my fan folder. I don't want that to happen. So just put on their comedy chat and I'll be sure to read it and we can interact that way again. That's Joey Harris Comedy at gmail.com. Well, I think that'll just about do it for this week. Thank you. I, I mean, I, I say it over and over again, but I really do mean it. I'm not the greatest broadcaster, but I'm learning and we're going this each and every week and I just can't thank you enough. I can't say it can't say it enough. I thank you for joining me each and every week on the Comedy Shack, and we'll be back here next week to talk more things funny and how they relate to the world of comedy and real life. But now I've got to go. So until next week, good night and God bless you.